When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty guys, welcome back and to the start of something pretty big. We watched the very first movie of the MCU Infinity Saga Iron Man. And uh, last episode we ranked all the Marvel movies before we watched them. And we're going to go back and do that at, at the end of watching them because we're going through them all. So go give that a listen if you haven't. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right into uh, to uh, whatever it's called. What movie was it? Iron Man? Yeah, that's what the movie's called. So... Um, figure the rank in here. Um, what we do is we'd review our list that we did and, uh, phase one. for phase one and also the whole, um, in, like ranking that we gave it. Um, okay. I mean, cause looking at it here, like Iron Man for me was number 10 in the whole saga. And then is if this will load here and then in the phase, I gave it number two. So after watching Iron Man, I, I mean, it's first movie. I don't think it's moving anywhere. I don't I don't have a reason to move it up or down. My feelings about it are what I remember. Pretty stationary. So so that's my rating of it, staying the same <laughs> as far as for right now. My rating for Iron Man overall was number seven, and I had it at the top of the list for phase one. And I think why was because it's just, it just the beginning of everything, so I, I felt that deserved it. Just because of it, it was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on my uh, my rankings, I have Iron Man at number twelve, um, and then for phase one, I had it um, same as Cade at number one, um, just because I think it just really introduced and portrayed the character of Tony like perfect. Yeah. Kind of realizes he's kind of like a douche, but like he's a suit, uh, cool superhero, and he's just starting everything off. So yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. So, uh, like you say, let's just jump into our two cents of it, shall we? All right. Who's ready to go first? I will. All, All right. right. Give me two minutes. All right. So, what do I think about this movie? Uh, I love this movie. Like everyone, like both of the others have said, definitely starts off the MCU in a really good way. Like sometimes I forget how good of this movie is, just like as a standalone movie, but also like the impressiveness of like how much like you can tell that they began this whole thing with the idea of having it all connect or maybe they just connected it really well to iron man one after the fact but it just works well together but just as like a standalone origin story it's pretty good i will say maybe this is not a popular opinion but sometimes in my head it's a lot better than it actually is like well not better it's a lot more packed 
maybe. Because like Iron Man or, or not Iron Man, Infinity War, Endgame, or any of the other Marvel movies, like that's like a packed movie. Like a lot of stuff happens in one movie. And sometimes I forget this this movie is not that way, which isn't a bad thing. So sometimes I just forget like how simple the story is, but that's totally an advantage in this case, which I really enjoyed. I also like like how simple the Iron Man suit is, like when he goes to fight those bad guys in, uh, what's the city that he goes to? The village? Oh, wow. I don't remember, but anyway, and like you can hear the sound from his suit. It's like, <laughs> I, it's just cool to hear like how simple it is. It's also interesting to see like watching like Endgame or the other movies when Tony has like more of a heart. I mean, he's still a sarcastic, quippy person, but he's like very much like a very, very nice person. But in this movie, he's just like totally full of himself and honestly kind of annoying sometimes. And like, not 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 annoying, but like, He's kind of rude. Like, he's a jerk. He's not a good guy. He's not. And so it's interesting to see, like, because so often I think about, like, the end of his arc. It's interesting to go back now and compare it to the beginning. All right. Six seconds to spare. Nice. All right. I'll start into my next, my two cents. Um, well, from the other podcast I mentioned, but I'm going to reiterate now, I, I love Iron Man. He is my favorite. Like, well, I wouldn't say he's my favorite Avenger, but he's one of them. But I just like him so much more than Captain America. Like, so much more. And part of it is because, like, I think with the whole idea of a superhero, um, we all think that they're they're going to have a great, like, strong moral code and they're always going to do the right thing and kind of, like, stick to a certain stereotype of what a superhero has to do or be. And Tony Stark is, like, the complete opposite, you know? He's, like, selfish. He's just kind of sarcastic. It only, like, does what he wants. And, like, he doesn't care about, like, the whole just idea of being, like, a superhero. Like, especially at the end when they want him to have, like, an alibi and say he's not Iron Man. He just sits there and he's just like, screw it. I'm Iron Man. And I just think that totally, like, sums up his character. And it just makes it, like, I don't know, it just seems more realistic because... You know, if someone was really had that kind of money and like technology and power, like, you know, it's they're not always going to be like, I gotta save the world and do what's best for everyone else, kind of thing. So I don't know. I think that's one of the reasons why I like Iron Man. But this movie was sweet. I just um, love the whole like idea of Tony Stark, like, kind of realizing, kind of like not his purpose, but um, kind of the consequences of his actions. Not, like, 100%, because he's still, like, him, you know? But especially with, like, the his change of being able to, like, help the world and make it, like, a better place it lies in the fact that he was selling, like, weapons, like, deadly weapons, you know, to a lot of people, and it was actually used for, for wrong things. And so, like, he had to kind of shut that down and fight to, to change a lot of things. So I, I just love that kind of, like, change in him as he realizes he could do a lot better. We're good though. Okay, well, <clears throat> thinking about this movie, we watched it. How long ago? Has it been two days ago? Kind of a few days ago. So it's kind of a little cloud, cloudy of what I remembered. But um, listening to you guys and giving your couple cents, I had this realization that um, in the beginning, uh, Tony Stark th- he thought that he knew who was who his enemies were. He thought it was just he was trying to protect America with all these weapons so they could be able to stay safe. But in realization that he was helping his enemies and that his 
his true people he had to fight against were was his business partner and you know as his story goes forward you know after Tony Stark after the Iron Man movies is that it's it there's all these enemies that he doesn't he's not aware about and so it's just basically him just finding out who is he, who is he really up against because there's his business partner um, what's his name again? Obadiah. Obadiah, which Obadiah. is like a business dope villain name. Dope villain name. Obi. So it's like, Obi. Obi for short. So like there's that, and then he thinks it's Captain America because of Mer- Captain America Civil War, and then he realizes it's Thanos. That, that's the bad guy. And that it's just him progression of like, where do I need to direct my complete and full attention? Because he has the potential to become this great superhero, which at the end of all this, that becomes true. But in the beginning of it, you see that he has a ways to go. He's behind. He needs to have some work to do in becoming a superhero. That he's is that they give him an alibi at the very end. Is that he's wants to, he's going to read it and then he changes his mind and he says, "I am Iron Man" because he loves the attention. But that showing that that scene of him expressing that shows that he just has so much potential, but he doesn't realize it yet. That's what I got out of it, out of that movie. Yeah. So, so like Kate said, we watched this a few days ago, so it's pretty hard. I mean, normally after we talk about our two cents, we jump into like Easter eggs or fun things we just notice in it, and it's hard to remember any. Yeah, a couple of days really, you forget little small details. Yeah, I, well, normally when we record our podcast, we're like, hey, instead of doing Iron Man, let's rank all the movies, and they're like, oh, we'll just do Iron Man on Saturday when we get together. And I was like, oh, yeah, no big. I'll remember it. Now I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, Especially we're because into, I've we're watched so many movies since now, then. right? Yeah, I don't remember oh, okay. any Easter eggs. I have one that I, I thought was pretty cool. Like, right from the get-go, before you even meet Tony Stark, it does that whole intro thing with his dad, Howard Stark, and how, like, what he did for, like, America and, like, changed the tide of the war and, like, um, really just helped, like, the military division technology and everything. So we get to know kind of the role that his dad had in, like, terms of, like, being, like, a superhero or whatever before we even met Tony. And I, I think it sets up the whole arc that isn't resolved until Endgame mm. on how Tony realized, like, he's constantly, almost almost constantly, like, living under his dad's shadow. His dad did so much, and, you know, people are wondering, like, oh, is he the same? And it kind of, the movie Iron Man introduces that in the beginning when he accepts the award, and, like, that whole intro um, about Tony Stark and, like, his history and whatever. But um, I thought it was really cool on how it introduced that arc and Marvel was able to carry that through all the way until, like, the last um, part of the Infinity Saga. But, um, yeah, I think that plays a critical role in, like, Tony Stark's, like, life. And at least being, like, Iron Man, trying to kind of, like, live up to his father's role and kind of, like, be his own man. Yeah. I think... A lot of self-development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's a question. I remember this vaguely email. Um, Tony Stark mentions that he wants to figure. He wants to ask his dad a couple of questions, because he his dad passed away really early in his childhood or when he was young. He wanted to ask him like if he had any doubts or if he, he knew knew what to do all the time, because I think it was when he was Obadiah and he wanted to change. I think it was that press conference when he came straight back, because he wanted to change things. And you, know, you see, like he has this realization, like I want to just shut down this weapons you know, company and start somewhere else and stuff. And he, 
like there, that question he had, like he wanted to ask if his father always knew what he had, always knew what to do. But that answer, that question is never answered until like Avengers Endgame, where Avengers Endgame, where spoiler, he meets his dad back in time and asked and actually asked asked that question. Is that he? There's the stuff, the story, his original answer or questions is set up in this movie, which. I didn't even realize when I first watched this movie. I just thought it was just an awesome movie with an awesome story. But, like, there's just all these questions and little hints to where all of that is resolved and just tied together in this pink, in this beautiful little bow that just makes Tony's stories amazing. But I it's hard to remember all these Easter eggs. The one I remember is I, I don't know if you want to call this an Easter egg, but I think it's great that John Favreau, cast himself as happy hogan like the director of this movie of the very first mc movie like gave him some like schmuck role that he was gonna play for 10 years all the way to spider-man far from home which i think is kind of funny it's also really interesting to like go back and watch these now and see like how young everybody looks looks you're like how different the characters are yeah and another cool thing about this movie is like the music really like I don't know. It just really played a big part in just like the idea of like Tony and just I don't know. It just made me think of like America, you know, just like good old. Almost rock like and his roll irreverence. And... Huh? Almost like the constant irreverence he has. <laughs> it's great. It's a great movie. It was awesome. Okay, the one part where he gets back from being held captive for three months. Is it three months or something like that? He he's like, All right, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> I want a telepress conference and it's like here knowing what's gonna happen him ask for a cheeseburger it's like oh man like uh, yeah. feel i still feel that sorrow it's like dude you don't know how much that means to us me i want a cheeseburger too man <laughs> but i just i appreciate just those little things like that that they kept in all right so should we jump into our newest segment our favorite scene yes and then maybe something we didn't like. Are we doing that as well? Yeah, so we'll do our favorite scene and then something, whether it's a scene or just something about the movie we didn't like. Let's start with something negative. We'll, we'll, uh, finish, yeah, we'll end on that. something positive. So. Didn't like about it. Because I checked, this movie's currently sitting at a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. So there's 7% of people who have seen this movie who don't like it. So why the 7%? Oh, man, it's hard to think about something that I don't like. Like, like, there's nothing that's like, like this movie I wouldn't say is perfect, but there's nothing about it that I don't like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one thing that was just kind of weird was like with the villain, you know? Um, we know it's like Obadiah, like in the end, but also that guy who was like in the Middle East or whatever. He's just kind of like this weird gothic dude. He's always like frowning and like hidden in the shadows and just, it just, it just made me think it was like a little like stereotypical villain kind of thing, you know? He's just in charge and you know, all powerful and always yeah. frowning in the background or whatever. So, <laughs> so it's just kind of like, um, I don't know. Been, I mean, we did get like the, um, the twist with Obadiah and everything, but maybe not falling back on that stereotypical, like idea of a villain. Cause like, as soon as we see him, we all know he's the villain. It's like, okay. Like, he's bad guy. It's just, no. it just seemed like a little too much to make a villain out to be that way. I'm just like the way he he was the whole time. Uh, he just, it made it seem like he was just trying to be like 
more evil than he was, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got from him. Which is kind of so, weird. So your least favorite part about the movie, or least favorite scene? Uh, just something I didn't like about it. Just the villain. Okay. Could have been better, I think. Yeah. yeah. It is honestly hard to pick something out about this movie <laughs> yeah. that I didn't like, especially watching it a few days ago. Like, it makes it extra hard. Like trying to remember, trying to remember a dream that you had. Um. Going, coming. What I didn't like is that they changed. What was his name? Was Tony Stark's best friend. Oh, Rhodey. Jamie Rhodey. Rhodey. They changed. They changed the actor. Which I oh, thought that's, like that's, that's so dumb. Yeah. yeah, but like looking at the the character that came after this movie, how and how good he became. Like he was, he's a pretty good actor, yeah, and like, he was able to fit in. Yeah. yeah, how was he able to fit into that character? It's like why didn't they get him? In the first place. Yeah, it's really true. Good. Like, have some continuity. Changed, like, that's the reason why, like, The Incredible Hulk, that movie's just kind of, like, off on its own, you know? Because there's almost, like, no one, like, in the Infinity Saga who would play in that, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of weird. It makes it disjointed and stuff. Like, the only person that was that was in The Incredible Hulk movie that actually came over to the MCU and stuff was that one general guy. Yeah, you know that he's the one that did the that papers the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, he's the one that managed all got all that together. So, my thing that I did not like about it don't have any. <laughs> Kellen took mine. Honestly, like you you took mine, Kellen. That was my thing. It was like I also would say that like I I it's not. Ugh. It's not that I don't. It's not that it's bad storytelling or bad movie making. It's just like my personal feeling about what it's made. If that makes sense, like the quality of the presentation and the creation of it is phenomenal. It's great. I totally understand it. But my acceptance of it is what causes me to dislike it. If that makes any sense, I don't like how Obadiah is so willing to kill Tony Stark. Like I understand it's good writing. It's not one of those things where the villain just like is bad for bad sake. Like yeah, he's kind of shallow i mean the mcu kind of struggles with that but like for a first villain of a comic book movie like he's pretty good he's just a powerful warlord who not warlord a ironmonger who wants money and really loves money and then he's had this company for so long and out of nowhere this dude's son comes back in and takes the company from him and then like totally changes it and takes all his money and then so he tries to get him killed and then that doesn't work so he's and then he totally ruins his company again so then he makes sense but i just don't like it Maybe but I do like the villain. I love, I can't remember that actor's name, but uh, Obadiah, he's such a good villain. Like, my favorite scene, oh, actually, okay, or Kellen, do your other thing you didn't like, and then I'll talk about my yeah, favorite scene. Yeah, we'll get into favorite scenes. Um, I don't like, um, oh, what's that doctor's name? Do we remember? Which one? Who saved uh, Tony's life in the cave? Oh, um, 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 um. Yeah. Yusef? I think so. Yeah. I don't. I said it when we were watching. It's like I don't get why he had to like sacrifice himself, because you know those guys are. You know there was that explosion at the door, and those guys are coming down to check it out. You know, mm-hmm. and the guy picks up a gun and just like runs down the tunnel, shooting out after him. And it's like, I don't think he needed to do that. I thought it was like a pointless sacrifice. Like he could have just kind of bunkered down at the door and just shot at him, kept him at bay, while Iron Man like finished like booting up his suit. And then they both could have, like, lived, you know, instead of, like... I think and, he does talk about it, though, like, when he's dying. His family had died. You know, his yeah, his true. plan all along was to kind of sacrifice himself to let Tony live. 
Uh-huh. But I agree. Every time he dies, I'm like, man. Yeah, he's such a good guy. Like, you see, he really, he's really like there for Tony. Like he's actually not a bad guy. But then at the same time, I feel like his death is what really helps Tony make a change. True. They might have done that just to seal it. But yeah, it it, it would have been. I would have enjoyed it more if they did it in a different way. Like, like I said, just him was like, oh, I'm gonna run down the title and just face the whole freaking terror terrorist group by myself with a gun. You know, it's like. It would have been better if it was yeah, he was killed off like in a legit way. But like just died in just a little different way where it's like he didn't really have he's had to really go out of his way just, just to get himself killed. Is that he was kinda into a pushed into a corner. Yeah. So but So favorite scene, mine, is when Pepper Potts goes to Tony's office to download all the files and Obadiah shows up. He does it throughout the movie, but like the key to being a good villain, I, I swear, is just invading people's personal space. Like it that's so my favorite scene is when Pepper's there and then Obadiah comes in and he's like, I know what you're doing, Pepper, but he doesn't actually know. And then he like he's like goes to get the newspaper from her. He's like, I like the puzzle. And he's like an inch away from her face. Like <laughs> just the way he interacts as a villain. He does it many times throughout the movie, but that particular scene, like the eeriness and like creepiness of it like yeah. endears me to him as a villain and makes me appreciate him yeah it's just, like that scene i'm just like like <laughs> the tension so that's my favorite scene of because there's so many good parts about this movie that's just one that like every time i watch i'm like oh this is just good like acting and filmmaking and blocking and cinematography and all these things and good storytelling it's just everything there it's just good i think my favorite scene is when he puts on the he sees like um. Oh gosh, because my favorite scene as far as like being epic is when he puts on the suit for the first time. For the first time, yeah, and it's like all cave or like no, his new suit. Okay. Oh yeah, the very first suit. Very up. first suit. Very first first suit up. That was like that's a, such a cool scene. Yeah, I love like the animations of like when he's putting on his suit. That's so cool. So, so well done. Like just the, the whole practical effects and CGI. Just so yeah, well done. it's so cool to see how like all the technology and like the machines like kind of tighten screws or like lock in and fold up around his body it's just like oh it's so cool to watch and the sounds too that yeah it's just a perfect iron man scene but i'd say my favorite funny scene is when he like okay we're gonna do a test run it's like 10 percent launch flying capacity and he's blasting his smacks the top <laughs> of the ceiling <laughs> that's probably my favorite probably humorous scene but as far as epic that's it's when he suits up not bad um, I think my favorite scene is when he goes back to that city and just, like, wrecks everyone's day. Because, <laughs> you know, the terrorists are kind of, like, going through and, like, killing a bunch of people. And Iron Man just shows up and just starts kicking butt. And, like, his seat, you know, when the, the terrorists take, like, those hostages? Oh, yeah. And his, like, suit pops out and just, poof, takes out, like, the six dudes and, like, oh. And he's and he blows up the take, you know. And, oh, the noise when, you know, the take shoots at him. Well, it first knocks him out of the sky, and then he's standing there, and it shoots at him, and he, like, dodges it, and he's like, my turn. And that little, like, pew-pew sound from his miss is like, yeah. pew! And, like, then it blows up, and he walks away. That is just, like, it's such, like, a, I, like, oh, what's the word? Ah, it's just such a good overall, like, image and, like, idea of Iron Man, you know? It's, it, you know that it's it seems like super cheesy as you walk away from the explosion. It's just so cool. Yeah. Iron Man in his new suit just kicking butt. I, I don't know if I would... Like, this one thing about this movie, watching it this time especially, especially seeing where this went. Like, so Marvel Studios, I don't know if it was Marvel Studios at the time, but what they were left with 
because they had sold all their popular characters at the time. Like before Iron Man and the MCU, like who knew who Iron Man was? Who knew the guard? Who knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were? Especially them. But like Iron Man in that case, like they were taking unpopular characters, Spider Man, Fantastic Four, X Men. They were all gone. So they took like these unpopular characters nobody knew about. Iron Man, like in the comics, and you just think about the character, like such a campy, like comic booky character, like. There's shrapnel in his chest that's trying to kill his heart. So he has an arc reactor in his chest <laughs> to stop the shrapnel. Well, then he builds a suit of armor and fights bad powered guys. Powered from the arc reactor in his from chest in his saving chest. his life. <laughs> it's saving his life. And everybody knows who he is. And he's super rich. Like, how comic booky can you get? And, like, they were able to take that character and ground him in a reality, like, in a world that feels so real and so intense and, like, not that way like they're able to do scenes like that where he shoots a missile and blows up a tank and walks away without it feeling like saturday morning cartoons campy which is like it's so impressive that they were able to do that like they took characters that nobody cared about that were totally cheesy and made them a total boss made them cool yeah even like now you think about they're not like these cheesy characters they're they're the avengers they're dope and they were able to create that yeah it's so amazing I don't know how they, like, yeah, just phenomenal filmmaking all around, but they, they were able to do that. It's probably my favorite, uh, that's my largest appreciation for this film, was that they were able to make it into something so big out of a character that nobody really knew. Right, now everybody knows Want to go into our rankings for, like, are we still going to do that on, these, on the MCU stuff? Um, in terms of, like, Rent, Never Watch Again, or, like... Yeah, oh yeah, I guess we can still do it. I'm. I'm pretty sure we're all confident. Like all the movies yeah, are gonna be I, like I buy. buy. <laughs> I, I I own it already. Yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it again. Just have two. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll we'll buy it and we'll give it away. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have this movie, I would I would go buy it. It's it's great. Yeah. Or even just like rent it every once in a while. Just it's a good movie to enjoy. Like even yeah. though we all know the story. It's a good movie. Like it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, every single time, like I'm never disappointed when I watch it. Like sometimes when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, I really like this movie. I'm gonna go watch it. And I go watch it. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't worth the second watch. Or, like that wasn't worth my that two hours. Right. Like yeah, it was good. I still like it, but nah, not as exciting. But like, this movie it's ever. A, t- it's a movie you can watch a second time, and you would be annoyed if someone was talking while you're watching it. Yeah, you're like, I'm, hey, I'm watching the movie. That's true, because sometimes like there are those movies where you watch again, and it's just more of like background noise. Yeah. If you're like hanging out with a group, like you'll talk through it the whole time. But heck, I I don't know how many times I've seen this. Probably like more than five. Yet when we watched it, like we were all still just like. Just dead. Yeah, you know, just like <laughs> we gotta watch the movie, man. <laughs> all right, so what's next, Fall In? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think about like a meaning or a theme that I picked up from this movie. Besides, let's just make a sweet comic book maybe. Without being a comic movie, I don't. I don't mean. Did you guys pick any? Of? Well, I mean, I I kind of touched on this on my. I think it was my two cents, or Easter egg was just like kind of the moral injustice behind like Iron Man, oh. and how it kind of shapes him, you know? Because he, and also I think it just kind of keys into like some truths. Like when you, you got to think about it. It's like, okay, well, here we have a weapons company creating weapons of mass destruction to protect his country and then he says it too when he he introduces the the it's called the javelin right Jericho oh yeah the Jericho um, he says he talks about how his dad said 
Um, it's never enough. You should always have a weapon that you never need to fire or something. Always like my dad. Always, what is? So, somebody said like the best type of weapon is one you never have to fire. Like, I disagree with that. The best type of weapon is one you only have to fire once. Yeah, and um, so I I think that's a pretty cool idea, and you can like dig into that where kind of like the moral code behind it is, you know he he's trying to protect the country, but to do so. Like you kind of you need to create weapons and like um, things that'll like kill people, you know. And like I, it, the movie had to take on it from the reporter, you know. She's all like trying to to dig into Tony Stark for like, oh, you're you're creating weapons of mass destruction, killing hundreds of people, blah blah blah. And, and like, how are you helping the world? You know, you're just a warmonger. You do it just for the money, and like you don't care about like the actual lives behind it. And, like, you know, Tony, before he doesn't, like, he, the reason why the cave scene's so, like, critical and, like, Yusuf dying, I guess, is him realizing, like, look, I set out to protect the United States and, like, but thanks to my own efforts and my own company, like, people are dying and, like, um, he's kind of realizing just, like, the negative effects that he's had on, like, the world and everything. So I think he just, it gives him, and it comes up later too, um, in other MCU movies, yeah. like his fight with like his moral code of being a superhero or having super nice weapons and creating super dope technology, but it also opens up to like new dangers and like villains and stuff. Yeah. So that's something I kind of got in Iron Man. All right. So I wrote, down, wrote this down just to, because I didn't want to forget it. Um, I think one thing I realized is the kind of overall story that they're trying to get across or message was that question—a question of who really has your back when morales and morales are tested and threats are made. Because yeah. you think about like everybody's his friend, and like he has his business partner, he has his best friend in the military, and he has Pepper, and he has Happy, and and then all this stuff goes down, uh, and then who really cares about? about him is that this one guy who saved his life the surgeon and then pepper and then um his best friend in the military like came out and like really stepped up and showed that they really cared about him and then he could find out who he really trusts and and so i feel like that's like kind of a moral of the story that they were trying to get across that okay you really think about who who are your true friends who would like or like who would stab you I'm not saying like don't I just look at all your friends and think, who, which one of you would stab me in the back? But it's more of like, ask them, would you be there for me? Like, would you really care if I really was gone for three months? You know, per se, if I was just went missing, would you even care? I think that's kind of a message that I look at, th thinking about right now. I think that's a message that they had, which is a pretty good message, though. Yeah. yeah. But I will say another thing is like, because I think a lot of times, particularly in like movie reviews, and like the kind of setting and format that we're doing, a lot of people talk about like, oh, movies are only worthwhile and they're only art if they have a message. And like, not saying that this movie doesn't and that it can't. Like, I totally agree with what both of you guys said. But at the same time, like, this movie is totally worth my time, even though it doesn't necessarily have something that's like a huge message that I really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's still a movie movie that I enjoy, and it's incredible, and it's art because they were able to make. Like we said, the Iron Man, the Iron Man we know today. But yeah, solid movie. We all love it. So I'm excited to get started on this uh, 
this MCU. So we're going through phase one. So subscribe next week, watching The Incredible Hulk. A first watch for me. I've never never watched it. No. I know the story, and I've seen like tons of clips from it, but I've never sat down and watched the whole movie. So this will be interesting. So subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Those are linked in the notes. So, yeah, it's something that would be cool, too, if you guys are on our Instagram or Twitter whenever we post something, you know, comment, tweet us, whatever. Um, questions you have about the movie that we're about to watch or things you want us to talk about, and, you know, if we can fit it in, if it fits our conversation, we, we, we definitely will. So Don't be afraid. Give, we'll give you guys a shout out and we'll include your your requests or comments and recommendations and we'll we're ha- we're happy to include you guys this is this is we want to share this to you guys so that you can be involved and you can participate so feel free to participate sweet ciao ciao Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.